Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the Green Room Podcast. I know you're dying to hear what we have to say about that thrilling game out in the West Left Coast. Tony Paul, the Detroit News here, along with uh, my colleague, Michigan State beat writer Matt Charbonneau, who's looking spiffy. You can't see him, but he's looking spiffy in his glasses today. He's very very studious, very studious. Yeah, I guess. All right, look. Feel free to discuss... What the hell happened out there? 39-28, which seems a lot closer than it felt from the the get-go. I mean, the get-go, the first drives. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think that's what the hell happened. Because of the beginning, it feels so awful. so awful for for fans, I think, in, um, you know, some people on Twitter, like, you know, maybe yourself, who said they were changing the channel, I think, at some point. So you had that luxury. Yeah, I got, I got to watch a little bit of Western and Pitt. Western made a little spirited run at the end, couldn't quite do it. And then I tuned on for the late night Eastern Michigan Arizona State action, which, by the way, at least gave the state of Michigan one green and white team that went out west and beat a Pac 12 team. Well, they only had two chances, but okay. Yeah. Um, I, here's the thing like, yeah, when you get behind like that early, it kind of feels, yeah, you have that feeling of, Where's this going? I, I I just say this. Compare that to Ohio State last year. Now that was a true, to me, was a true embarrassment. This thing would have been an embarrassment if that if what we saw for the first, ah, I want to say a quarter and a half, if that continued the rest of the night, then I would throw this thing into embarrassment category. Um, I, I know I won't. I won't. Yeah, I you know yeah. I'm pretty harsh. I'm not going to call this embarrassing. No. Look. A bunch of 18, 22-year-olds went to the West Coast and got beat as every Michigan State team that's gone to the West Coast has gotten beat in the regular season for 60 years. Well, I mean, it's not an embarrassment. I mean, that's a good football team. And that's a that's a good football team with a quarterback who gets it. Well, I think that's – and I don't mean – I don't mean just you. Obviously, you I know, I know, there. I know. Um, I but, saw some embarrassment comments, yes. Yeah, some, and well, you know – People I was a little surprised to see him from. from Ken, Kendall Brooks, starting safety – said it was embarrassing when they watched when they watched the video on Monday and saw all the mistakes they made um and and I think that's the thing too I think we we get wrapped up in these preseason rankings too you know good or bad I mean the idea that Washington that you were just going to walk into Washington and it was going to be like you know know, beating a mid-major I think was crazy I mean the Michigan State fans have seen what Michael Penix has done I mean the guy's a damn good quarterback he proved it again last week against a defense that now look there's some realities to this that make you think boy this defense hasn't taken any steps whatsoever from last year oh it's taken Uh, steps but they've been backward well you could look how can you go backward from worst in the country you can't go backward from worst by ranking but you can go backward by the end of the year of yards given up and man that was brutal well, that was, well that's, I think that's, you've already forgotten the Ohio State game. No, well, look, Ohio State and Washington are two different animals here. I understand okay. that, right. but 
Uh, I get that. And again, look, they went there, they got down early, they didn't quit, which is great. You know, they don't tend to quit, you know, when, you know, for the most part, and that's fine. Uh, I don't think, I don't don't think many people expect them to go in there and beat them like a mid-major. It was just not competitive for a half, you know. It wasn't competitive for, it wasn't for a little while, you're right. But I'll say the other thing that kind of, I I thought was off, I, I, I hear some people saying, well, they only, they only started coming back because Washington was playing a prevent, which is absolutely not true. Washington was Washington playing a prevent on the first drive of the second half. Well, that would be where I, I mean, turned the channel to Western Pit, so I don't know the answer. Well, no, to that let me just tell you, people, <laughs> they weren't. I mean, you're not playing a prevent, you know, halfway through the game, and that's just not how it works. Um, and there were there were offensive mistakes that who knows what would have happened. I mean. I mean, I, I'll ignore the uh, poor math of the head coach who kept going for two points and then told tells us it was, you know, the analytics say to go for it. Well, not every time he went for it. But anyway, you know, you got the two fourth line goal line stands they have and they give the ball away the next the play on, on both plays. They get the yeah, safety yeah, and the interception. The first, the first one was brutal. The safety and the interception. Then you got a drop two-point conversion from Jarek Broussard who had a brutal game. Um. You miss another two-point conversion. I mean, these things, they in the moment, and that actual moment of each of those, you're like, yeah, whatever, they're losing. When you start adding that up at the end and you realize when they got the ball back the last time and they could have been within – they would have been within two scores of winning, not just needing, you know, 11 points to tie. And you just don't know what those things do to momentum. You, it, it's just hard to predict. And I just feel like this idea that everything – to me, it's always like there's got to be an extreme. You're either great you're this championship team or you're terrible. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like we all said going that's, into the that's, season. That's sports, man. I know, but we that's all said fans. going into the season, this was like an eight, nine win team. You know what they looked like to me on a trip out West against a pretty decent team. They looked like an eight, nine win team. That is pretty good at times, but they've got some deficiencies. That's going to take time to fix. I mean, you're, it's going to take several recruiting cycles to get the depth on defense to where you avoid these things. You know, you're, you've lost Darius Snow. You've lost Xavier Henderson. You played without Jacob Slade. Those are three very good players. And you don't just – that doesn't just happen overnight. It takes some time to do. And I, I just to, to me, I think the overreaction is a little bit too much right now. Yeah. Um, that said, I do believe Scotty Hazleton deserves a little bit of heat here. I'm not saying fire the guy, but, you know, three years in, you'd like to see the same mistakes not happen because a lot of these are, are are mental mistakes not not so much scheme but players not being in the right position not using the right alignment those sort of things they're they give you some hope because those are easy to fix but at the same time you're like three years in why are those mistakes still being made right it's not like they've got guys that are just physically being beaten you know you, you just you just wonder why are the same things happening and that lead you back to coaching and I think that's why Scotty Hazleton's catching a lot of grief but let's be honest the head coach is coaching your corners so I don't think it's this is on one person but uh, they they definitely deserve a little criticism Uh, I'm not trying to say that but it's maybe not as extreme as we think well we'll see yeah look the extreme you take it or leave it you know that's passionate sports fans that's the way it is I remember covering the Tigers pretty regularly from 2011 to 2014 and it was like every night was the end of the world or the top of the mountain, like for 162 games. It's just, that's fans. And 
you know, fans are fans, and they they have every right to to go nuts. I feel bad for the fans that went out there. <laughs> it was a good showing too. I'll tell you what. I know. I, I you know it's funny. I knew I knew yeah. twenty people personally who were out there, and that's there a lot of that's a long trip to make. And boy, did you see the apparently the lines for the well, I don't know about when I your flight that. was, but holy cow, the lines for the 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 TSA uh, on Sunday morning were apparently out to the parking lot. So yeah, I missed that one. I was dumb enough to be a real early flight at six forty five, so I missed a lot of that. So uh, not everybody did. Yeah, that's um, crazy. But anyway. it was it was a big Michigan State contingent. I mean, there was a lot of Michigan State fans mm-hmm. early in the game when the old green and you know go green go white chants were going. Yeah, I must have missed those. It's a road game to go to. That's a pretty cool environment there at Washington. You know, the place gets loud. It wasn't even full because all the students weren't back. But, um, right. yeah, it's a really cool setting. And, fortunately, for everyone who made the trip, it got a little ugly. Yeah, well, but you know what? There are worse places to spend a weekend than Seattle. Yeah. That's for sure. One of my favorite cities. And what a what a setting, that football stadium. Gorgeous. Um, it is. It's funny. They say it's the greatest setting in college football. That's their slogan. And it's very good. But I wonder if any of those people have been to the Rose Bowl game. I mean, yeah. the sun setting over the mountains, yeah. it's, pretty, it's pretty hard to beat now. I can't say maybe, that for a UCLA the, regular yeah. season game. but Maybe it's the greatest setting in college football that uh, that no one really knows about. So It's pretty uh, cool. But, yeah, yeah to, to the, and I don't think the environment, you know, and I don't think the crowd noise and environment, all that was, was really a, that much of a factor in terms of the game. Um, you had the one miscommunication with Broussard and, and Thorne, but that was – that wasn't crowd noise. That was. I don't. Like, I don't think the crowd noise made an impact yeah. until after the game was getting out of hand early. You know, I, I think that uh, as I'm Michigan State, I don't. I don't think there's anything there. Yeah. But well, you say that they, you know, they still got like an eight or nine win team. We'll see. Um, I mean, they got a big stretch coming up here. Well, that's uh, the other thing too. So Minnesota's comes so the Big Ten opener. And yeah, Minnesota's a Michigan, right? They not a, a poor man's Michigan. They're three and zero. They really haven't played anybody. They, they, beat, the, they, they beat the snot on a Mel Tucker's depleted Colorado team. You know, last <laughs> week. You know, we uh, left them with nothing, and they're they're terrible. You know, they're they're Michigan as far as you know. Michigan's better than them, but you know, if you give me a choice, you know, I want my team to play somebody. I mean, yeah. this this three and zero garbage. With you know the, the school you know Michigan, you know playing three of the worst teams in FBS, legitimately that's not hyperbole, um, you know. And and you know I was talking with someone who said, well, they didn't know they were going to be that bad when they set up the schedule. Oh, really? Yeah. You thought that UConn was on its way to you know being good for the first time in forever, you know, or you know twenty years or fifteen years or whatever. I mean, no, these are this is bad scheduling. Well, these teams uh, were to replace other deals that that were canceled so i mean michigan yeah yeah look i i hate it and and look michigan state fans you don't love being two and one but you you have a hell of a lot more idea what you're dealing with today well what's better last week yeah right what's last week's game would have been at home against i i I don't know Furman or something like yeah what's better being three and oh or being two and one and coming into big 10 player being three and oh against nobody and coming in and getting the doors blown off by minnesota i mean yeah and that's, you know. I mean, that, but that's where we're at with Minnesota. What do we really know? Exactly. Like, exactly. People are jumping all over them suddenly because it, 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 that's why like these wild reactions that happen, especially early in the year, like within a week. And I think PJ Fleck even referenced it the other day. It's like a week ago, everyone, you know, this was a top 10 team. And it's like, you know, we, we, one week happens, Minnesota plays no one, Michigan State loses to a power five team. And suddenly, 
the line flips four points in a day. Yeah. And I know that's the betting public mostly, but I, I just, I, I guess I don't get it. Minnesota's a, a solid team, and we're going to hear a lot about where they rank offensively and where they rank defensively. What does any of it mean? Between, They've given up 17 yeah. points. Yeah, I'm not my... about to say their defense stinks, no. but is it really any good? I have no idea. I'll tell you what, be, outside, uh, uh, between Michigan, Michigan State, and, and Minnesota, and you take Washington game out of the equation. So take Washington out. Then you've played eight supposed cupcakes, right? Michigan State's played the best one with Western Michigan. I have no doubt that Western Michigan could beat any of the teams that Minnesota or, or Michigan have played. Um, but at least Michigan State was willing to go on the road. That's the problem. They all want these home games, and I get it. Look, COVID screwed budgets up. People freaked out. They, you know, they want these home games. I understand that. But you know, do these home and homes. I mean, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You're Michigan. You're Michigan, for God's sakes. You know, hey, I heard a guy say that once. You know, and you're and you're and you're playing these teams. Like, and here's the thing that you know, somebody else mentioned too. There's four teams right now that get in the playoff. Okay. Mm-hmm. But everyone's scheduling like they're a playoff contender. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. basically, that's the fact. They're all scheduling like they're a playoff contender, so we're going to play these crap teams. You know, it's just not good for the game. I'm, I'll am i be thrilled when we expand the playoffs and you're going to start seeing more of these bigger games um, you know, the, the season. The, the interesting thing Because they won't is, kill you because they won't yeah. kill you. We used, we used to joke around MSU because I think back to 2012, I think it was, when Michigan State kept losing close games. And I think it was Benny Fowler would come out every week and tell us, well, all our goals are still in front of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, four or five losses in, you're like, I'm not sure exactly what the goals were then. Well, the goals um, are changing. <laughs> yeah. But it was funny. A few guys said it the other night, and I think said it Tuesday to us. And when you think about it, it's actually true. If you really believe – now, I don't – before the season, I didn't believe Michigan State was a playoff team. No, but – But if they – fact. Do, I mean, it's a fact. If they run the table and beat Michigan yes. and beat Ohio State, of course they're going to be in the They will special. be. They will be, and you could yeah. look back and say playing and losing at Washington was more of a benefit than playing somebody at some nobody at home, because right. maybe that taught you a lot more. You learned a lot more things. Yeah. And then if you do get on this roll, I mean, I don't again, I don't think it's happening, but that's there for Michigan State if they truly are a great team that just played terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, they're probably somewhere in between, but uh, I, I I don't know. It's you're right. The scheduling is. It's just, it's just not. I mean, it only. I mean, it's such a small season. I mean, people yeah. look forward to college football like almost nothing else. I mean, um, and it just, you know, what what's the point? I mean, again, there's four teams that make it, and I'm sorry, Minnesota, but you're probably not one of them. So maybe schedule somebody, you know. But whatever, it is what it is. Scheduling could be talked about. I think it'll improve once they expand the playoffs because there'll be more margin for error. Um, if you lose an early season game. And uh, so, by the way, was this a Washington series? This is one dropped by Michigan. Is that true? Yeah. The yeah. Michigan State picked it up because I forget what Michigan State lost. They lost. Did they lose Alabama? No, that was that's that was years ago. In the past, which another one, Alabama didn't want to play it. Nick didn't want to play at Spartan Stadium. That's why that one ended. But no, that's Nick didn't want to play at Spartan Stadium when he was coaching at Spartan Stadium. <laughs> no, no. They wanted to play, they wanted to change it, play at home, you know, the the game down in Tuscaloosa, and then have the second game be neutral site. 
Yeah, that's and what Minnesota that's said. Take a, or Michigan State said take a hike. Yeah. So, but though that's that's been a few years past. So um, I forget. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, Michigan State added this after losing some. I think it was Boise. I think it was the Boise oh, State. That, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Home and home, and um, this was an upgrade. Truly, I mean, obviously, back when you were scheduled Boise State, they were the, you know, the mid major. But you right. know, that stuff doesn't right. always last forever. I mean, they're still solid, but right. Um, but yeah. you, you know, you get you know you get you know you got Michigan State, you know. Michigan or Michigan State every year should one of them should be scheduling a state school. I think that's totally fair. And then you know, then maybe a, a cupcake, and then maybe a freaking good game. And uh, at least Michigan State went on the road and found out where they stand. And they stand on some wobbly feet right now. Yeah, uh, I, I against, think against both- a team that again we don't know much about, but I think Minnesota's pretty good. And, yeah, uh, I, you know, they're 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 a contender in that West, but you know, that's, we don't know what that says either. Right. But- I mean, Minnesota is a team that's going to be solid because they're going to be able to run the ball well. They got a veteran quarterback, and their defense is 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 good. I, I you know, are they seventeen points through three games? Good, no, but they're not going to wow you. They lost their top receiver, so we'll see how that affects them. But they're going to run the ball, control line of scrimmage. This will be a big test because this is such a different defensive approach now for Michigan State. Um, are you going to have to worry about all your safeties and corners being out of position? I mean, you're always going to have to worry about it, but uh, I don't think Tanner Morgan is going to come in and throw for 400 yards, but well, we'll I see. won't. I won't rule it out. <laughs> I wouldn't, but I mean, this is a team that's going to run the ball first, and um, you know, obviously, Mo Ibrahim's a heck of a runner. They're healthy there now, so yeah, there's a lot of things to like about Minnesota, but I just feel like we were like last week. I don't know what I'm not sure what we're what we're dealing with yet, no. and it's, we know a little bit more about so many definitive statements being made about both of these teams already, and it's just. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I think Michigan State will be fine. We'll see if Jaden Reed comes back. I really don't know about that at the point. Um, is Jacob Slade back? I think that'll be a big factor defensively. Um, I mean, they got it. They're not that healthy right now, but you're seeing some other. You saw Peyton Thorne played well. I mean, that to me, as I wrote, that's the I thought, he, I, I, mean, I thought he, was, he played. I thought he played pretty well. I don't made one. I made one mistake. Favor. I don't think he was done any favors. No, by his teammates. Yeah, he made the one mistake on the interception deep in their own end, which after another goal line stand. But what we saw 99% of that game was the Peyton Thorne that we expected to see. That's a, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe Michigan State's secret to defense, since they have no secondary, is just to get the opponent down to the goal line and stop them there. <laughs> it works. I mean, give them the know, ball inside the five. Go them, ahead. Give them, give them less room to throw the ball, and maybe you'll be all right. Uh, yeah, that's basically what it looked like to me. On I don't think they're going to go with that approach, but you never know. Hey, you know what? Like the new Tigers president Scott Harris said this week, if you're not uh, if you're not being different, you're falling behind. So I'm just saying, might be an innovative approach. Well, and the other thing too is offensively, I, they didn't run the ball worth a darn after the first. So that's no. something we learned was was the running game a little bit of fool's gold. I don't know, but you know, Jay Johnson still says, "Oh, balance, balance." But it's clear this team is better throwing the ball first. Yeah. Um, at least to set up there. Yeah, they're not going to abandon the run completely, obviously. But I, when you got a guy like Thorne who's been around the ball, yeah. I mean, he's he's you know he's usually pretty accurate. And, he was uh, again, he was. again, he was not helped out by by some of his receivers. No, and he took some big hits too. And yeah. you know, there was a little talk of hey, you know, slide next time. Although you know what, a week it, or two he took that, some big hits sliding. But it, it sends a message to your teammates, though. It you does. Know? I'm out here. I'm out here risking my <laughs> life and limb. 
you know, let's let's go. You know, yeah, there's no doubt he's he's a big he's a gamer. He's a gamer. I mean, he was gritty. I mean, you know, I mean, he, you know, they were down by a lot early, and he, he was gritty. I mean, he made some plays. He ran. Yeah. You know, he, he did. Took and off. Coleman, Keon Coleman played really Coleman well. Coleman played really well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, made some big catches. So yeah. it's like you didn't. I don't want to say you didn't miss Jaden Reed, um, but not having Jaden Reed isn't why all that happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, no, um, no, no, no. It certainly helps you offensively when when teams got to worry about him first. Yeah. Um, well, but, yeah, well, so he got smacked in the face at the beginning and then couldn't and couldn't couldn't catch up. And uh, well, that's the thing. If that very first offensive drive, even if even if they don't score, if they just string together three, four first downs and, you know, keep the defense off the field. I mean, they ran six plays in the first quarter. Yeah. It's just and then they, we're, uh, we're, we're hammering the defense, and, and rightly so. But the offense didn't do their job at all for the first no, quarter and a half. I mean, the, I mean defense, the defense put you in a pretty insurmountable hole. Um, but, right, but I'm saying they they No, they, the they offense – so. No, they didn't. And, you know, that maybe that was a little effect of the crowd who – because you know, the crowd was getting into it at that point. But um, – well, the safety was just brutal. I mean, you make such a huge play and then, um, you know, stop them, what, three or four straight dro- straight from the one? So uh, One or two right yeah, I mean, it was, that. you know, I mean, yeah. and then you get the safety. That was that was a killer. Um, but, you know, we got another another game this week and a big stretch for Michigan State. So, see how they respond. Um, I don't remember. I think I, had, I think we both had them beating Minnesota. I think I was the yeah, only I think, one. I think I was the only one who had him losing to Washington. Although I think I maybe waffled on that last week. So, yeah, I was. I, I had a little more confidence in them at Washington than obviously I should have. But mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever. What do you know? Like I said, I picked them six and six last year. Yeah. Look at my picks in the paper. Woo. I I don't read. I don't read oh. the paper. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> the last the week two, I was two twelve and one. Ooh, you guys use the spread though. Spread's tricky, yeah. man. Spread's it tricky. is, but oh that, that's still pretty bad. I hope you're not putting real dollars on this. Oh come real, on, real dollars are the real donuts. Not so. with that sort of production, no sir. No. All right. Well, um, nothing really new on the basketball front, right? We had the injury news last week. So Yeah, nothing new there. They'll start practice here in uh, next – what is today, the 27th? So next week. Yeah. Start practice yeah. next Monday, Tuesday. Well, t- and, you know, today we're recording this, by the way, on Thursday morning, and it's 61 degrees outside. And it Ooh, is – feels fi- like it is, it is fall, and that's my favorite time of year. Like yesterday I played, uh, I played a little round of golf late in the afternoon, and uh, – it was like 82, and I'm like, I can't wait for tomorrow. You know, I, lo- I love the, <laughs> love this weather. I bought some apple cider. You know, uh, this is perfect. You know, this is fall. But before you know it, it's going to be freaking winter with basketball. So, yep. time flies, man. Time flies. Um, yep. By the way, just a, a side note. Did you see who joined the Michigan State baseball staff? Adam Eaton. I Adam heard Eaton. I heard a little tip of that a few weeks before, only because he lives on the same lake as a friend of mine. Mm. In and Michigan? I- yeah, really. I didn't. I, didn't, I guess didn't. his wife is from here or okay. something, so that's why he's here. Well, he was a. I remember him being a pain in the ass against the Tigers. Oh so, yeah, especially when he was with the White Sox. Good ball player, but Let's uh, see if he can make a difference. For yeah, him. so he joins. Yeah, so he joins. That's a good little recruiting pitch. I mean, he got World Series champion, twelve year, eleven year major leaguer. So, well, they need something there to kind of spark. Yeah, their yeah, their baseball program is in, is in rough shape, but now you got you know you got an opportunity. You got Michigan with a new coach. Uh, you know, you got an opportunity to make some. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, Michigan State baseball has such a great history. It just has been, you know, 
Okay. And I've professed my love for Jake Boss many times. Jake so Boss is a great guy, but he knows he's not producing. They're not going to yeah. get done right now. So, well, he's got a boss now that isn't going to mess around. No, so. no, you got to. I think uh, the new AD is uh, this is the first AD in a long time, Michigan State, who wants winning, who values winning records and production from all the sports, not just yep. the, not just the money makers. So, um, yeah, actually, at Western Michigan, Daniel Schweier, if you remember him, former Tigers pitcher, mm-hmm. joined the Western Michigan baseball staff. So. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, this, these guys, uh, you know, they're all coming back to college, you know. Not a bad place to be, back in college. Well, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I always tell people when I talk to young kids who are going to college, I, I always tell them, you know, they're always like, I'll be done in four years. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Hold take on. your take, time. Take your time because that first six months that you get out of college, you're going to be wishing that you took two more years or another year at least. I that, was, I'm, that was perfect. I'm the poster child of that. Yeah, Got out yeah. four years and thought, what the hell did I no, do that? No, mistake. Yeah. Mistake. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so Michigan uh, hosts Minnesota at 3.30 on Saturday, Spartan Stadium. Uh, it'd be an interesting game. Can I get a noon game for the love of everything holy? No, I don't think the Big Ten really prioritizes your company. They do not. No, no they do not. It's... So, and then uh, Michigan hosts uh, Maryland, which will be interesting. Um, a team that can score some points. Watch yeah, out. Yeah, that's going to be uh, going to be interesting. Um, so we'll see what the Michigan's 3-0, of course. Michigan State 2-1. Um, yeah, so check out DetroitNews.com all week and all weekend for Matt's coverage. He's got it all covered. Um you can buy a subscription still, I believe, for two years for $22. You can't get better than that. I mean, a Big Mac meal is like 12 bucks. <laughs> two years for 22 bucks. I mean, that ain't bad. You know, you get a lot of good coverage from Matt. And, of course, Angel, you cover Michigan. We get Wojo's hilarious picks column every week. You get John Neo chiming in, and uh, you get Matt's Big Ten Power Rankings. You get this podcast. I mean, geez, two years, $22. Not bad. What uh, else could you ask for? Come no, on. No, no, no. It's a good deal. Anyway, that'll do it. Matt will be at Spartan Stadium on Saturday. Check out DetroitNews.com for all his live coverage, and we'll be back next week to talk about who's next week? Where are they at? They're at Maryland now. Uh, Maryland. Okay. And then they got some Ohio State team. Ohio State, yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. I think we know a little bit about that. A little bit. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do it. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about this, this game and next week's game. Matt? Enjoy this fall weather. Go get some cider and donuts. I will. See ya. Bye. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.